0: You are listening to the No People-Pleasing Zone. If you're ready to unlearn people-pleasing patterns and tame your fears so you can stand in your power and claim the unapologetic life you're entitled to, you're in the right place. I'm Easy Martin Chan. Let's get started. Why is the Chinese military miles ahead of the U.S. military, in developing their supersonic missile technology. Believe it or not, I think what impacts the US military is one of the things we see down what I call the people pleasing rabbit hole. They're struggling to flex their resilience muscle. Today, I wanna challenge you to flex yours. So stick around and let's talk about resilience. You have now entered the no people pleasing zone. Host Elizabeth Martin Chan is here to pull you out of the people pleasing rabbit hole into a world where you are priority number one. So keep those earbuds in, close the door, and claim your personal time just for you. Hey, it's Elizabeth in the no people pleasing zone. So glad you're here with me today, where you are priority number one. And I want to take a moment before we dive in to say a thank you to a couple of special listeners who have reached out and personally let me know that they're enjoying the approach and the content here in the No People Pleasing Zone. So thank you, Stephanie, and thank you, Susan. Your positive comments have had an uplifting impact on me. You know, I'm still getting used to podcasting, and I have moments where Putting my voice and my thoughts out into the world still hit internal resistances. Some weeks, the process can feel raw and vulnerable. Not necessarily uncomfortable, but raw and vulnerable tend to hit up against a long-established internal protective mechanism. Like last week, when we explored reclamation of the word witch, with our guests Isabel Lamar and Christy D., and I talked about my own thinking around self-identifying as a witch. So I just, wanted to, I just wanted to acknowledge, Stephanie and Susan, your words were really appreciated. They landed in my heart. And I want to reflect that climbing out of the people-pleasing rabbit hole can feel really lonely, isolating, and we all need to remember that it doesn't have to. And that's part of the reason the no-people-pleasing zone exists. In this zone, you're invited to remember your importance, your unique genius. So carve out the time in whatever way that looks in your world today. Pop in those earbuds and let's get started. I thought I knew what I was going to talk about in today's episode and then a meme appeared in my feed this morning. That meme connected with a theme that I've been noticing recently in several news stories and even in some personal conversations. So I'm taking that as a sign that this is what needs to be talked about today. The meme went something like this. Stop calling people resilient without calling out the systems that force them to be resilient. So the first thought that went through my mind was, they're not talking about resilience. They're talking about survival. I'm completely on board with the sentiment of this meme. Our culture is awash with status quos, with systems that ask, no, they demand, that individuals figure out how to operate within them. The systems don't support simply being who we are and this truth is intensified for anyone who is a person of color for anyone who comes from a group who has not been granted power in our system and if you've been in my world for any length of time you know that i believe climbing out of what i call the people pleasing rabbit hole involves shifting perspectives and challenging status quos status quos that diminish who we are going back to the meme It isn't about calling out systems that force resilience. It's about calling out systems that force people to figure out how to survive. The thing, the theme, the idea I really want to dive into today is resilience and what it really is. Now, we talked about resilience in episode eight, building resilience with the inner critic. But I just can't help feeling like the universe is asking me to revisit resilience because it's really important. One thing I came to be really passionate about while raising my kids was education structures. And the result was that my kids were homeschooled for a while, and then they attended Montessori schools um, until until high school. A few years back, my daughter's school had a parent evening dedicated to the concept of resilience. We really focused on the art and the science of how humans learn. Now keep in mind that the context was a school where parents were learning learning about how kids learn. We were being asked to explore the impact of allowing kids to learn through making mistakes versus learning through constant correction and having things done for them. And the importance of recognizing and understanding the potential messaging that's internalized when someone isn't given permission to explore and make mistakes. When you always have to demonstrate that you have the correct answer, there's no space for mistakes. There's no space for curiosity. There's no space for exploring. There's no space for failure, being anything but viewed as negative. Mistakes and failures are perceived as negative, and this sense of negativity around mistakes is pervasive. But the science around learning, the science tells us over and over again that mistakes are a necessary part of the process of learning. Mistakes build resilience. The second half of that evening involved parents gathering in small groups and discussing. Now our group had two sets of parents who had older kids, I being one of them, which brought a different perspective to the group. And I wish I could remember what was said, but the last thing that was said by the other parent with older kids made me have an aha moment. And that aha was, there's a huge difference between survival and resilience. I went home and I did a bunch of research because I wanted to really tease out what we mean when we talk about resilience. And the interesting thing about resilience is that it's a word that refers to something very specific in physics. Resilience refers to the ability of a material to absorb energy and release that energy when it springs back to its original shape. It refers to the materials elasticity. Now, if you're anything like me, that science talk probably just lost you. So think about a bouncy ball, like a basketball or a tennis ball or a Super Bowl. When that ball physically goes, what that ball physically goes through when it hits a surface is a depression of its shape, and then it recovers its shape, which causes a release of energy, making it bounce. That's the ball's resilience. If I drop a ball of wet clay on the floor, it goes splat and it loses its form. But it doesn't have resilience. It doesn't have the ability to absorb energy and then release that energy as it springs back to its original shape. It's not elastic. Obviously, the purpose of the parent evening on the topic of resilience was for us as parents to contemplate the benefits of allowing our kids to have opportunities to make mistakes. Because kids that learn how to be resilient learn how to bounce back. They absorb the energy of an experience and release it, coming back to their original form. Imagine the impact of being allowed to come back to our original form, being allowed to be who we are. Otherwise, we learn, a te- we learn techniques of surviving. I believe, to my core, that getting comfortable with resilience is essential to climbing out of what I call the people pleasing rabbit hole. That place so many of us are stuck, doing what's expected of us, being careful not to make mistakes, being careful not to be a failure, surviving. The benefits of resilience are huge, not just as individuals, because it is a key to climbing out of the people-pleasing rabbit hole, but also as a society. Recently, one of the top generals in the U.S. military discussed the expanding military capacities of the Chinese. He pointed out that the Chinese had tested their supersonic missiles more than 100 times, while the U.S. has only performed three tests. Now I'm going to paraphrase what he said and hopefully not repre- not misrepresent but this is what I got out of what I read. He said that the US approach to developing the technology involves stopping and regrouping, taking a step back and looking at the overall, trying to understand the technology. He said he would prefer that the US would learn from making mistakes and keep going, not stopping. Because experiments and tests, both successful and the unsuccessful ones, are the backbone of developing highly complex critical technology. He wasn't intentionally talking about resilience, but that is, in my opinion, what he was talking about. We've become so afraid of making mistakes, of failure, that status quo That the status quo doesn't allow for building resilience on multiple levels. We have to be willing to call out the systems that make us balls of clay that go splat on the floor on individual and structural levels. If you want to climb out of what I call the people pleasing rabbit hole, you have to be willing to learn to get uncomfortable, at least for a while, so that you can get comfortable being curious. Get comfortable exploring. Get comfortable making mistakes. You have to learn to flex your resilience muscles. So I have a challenge for you. Where in your life right now are you uncomfortable to challenge some sort of status quo? It doesn't have to be big. When you're stuck down the people-pleasing rabbit hole, really little things Can feel too uncomfortable. Maybe it's where you want to eat out for dinner or order in. Do you always defer to someone else? Or maybe it's a small thing at work that you do, that you always do because you just always do, like changing the paper in the printer when that's not your job. My challenge for you is to flex that resilience muscle, find a small thing, and decide that you're going to allow yourself to get curious, to explore what happens if you change or bend the usual. Begin a process of seeing yourself as a bouncy ball rather than a clay ball. I want you to feel what it feels like to allow yourself to come back to form that is even slightly more, you. Because there's a difference between resilience and survival. And you have the capacity to be resilient. I'd love to hear about your experience. And you can message me at Elizabeth at Thanks for joining me today in the No People Pleasing Zone. And remember, you are worthy, you are enough. And you are everything the world needs right now. I'll see you next time. If living outside of the people-pleasing rabbit hole resonates with you, hop on over to ReclaimingSelfAcceptance.com to receive your free copy of Adventures in Reclaiming Your Life, 5 Secrets Every People-Pleasing Woman Should Know Now. Don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcast app. And we love 5-star reviews, too. Okay, beautiful rebel, that's it for this episode. I hope you found value in today's content because you are deserving of more delicious, unapologetic self-love in your life. If you want to come hang out with me on social, you can find me over on Instagram at easy.martinchan or on Facebook at Elizabeth martin If you haven't done so already, go hit subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And if you leave us a five-star review, you'll help others discover our podcast. I'll see you next time.